0: Welcome to the Imposture to Unstoppable podcast, where physicians can learn how to overcome imposter syndrome and create the career of their dreams. Today, we're going to talk about limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs are thoughts that you have about yourself or the world that restrict you in some way. Usually, these are thoughts that you have about your abilities, skills, or traits that define what you think you are capable of. So if you're listening to this definition and you're thinking, hmm, that sounds like imposter syndrome all wrapped into a ball, then you're absolutely right. Essentially, the thoughts that are creating imposter syndrome are all limiting beliefs. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I don't belong here. Are all thoughts that most people have, I would venture to say that all people have to some degree, and that we're never really told to not believe. We think that we have these thoughts because there's some speckle of truth in them, when in reality we have these thoughts because we're human and have a human brain, and we're just meant to have thoughts like this. So the problem with limiting beliefs, besides the fact that they make you feel like garbage, is that they prevent you from really reaching your full potential, going for those big goals, applying for the job, getting into that relationship, all those things. And if we can identify the limiting beliefs that we have and then work to dismantling them, then our lives can be enriched in a way you never thought possible. Here's the take-home point that I want you to have when it comes to limiting beliefs. Having limiting beliefs is not the problem. Believing that they are true is the problem. It's fundamentally important that you take the time to do the work to recognize the limiting beliefs that you have and to work on eliminating them. Doing this will provide you with more confidence, less fear of failure or rejection or humiliation, and overall a happier life. And I'm going to put a little caveat next to happier life to say that we're not meant to be happy 100% of the time. Many of us were raised to think that we are. And whenever we feel sad, perhaps someone in our life around us tries to make us feel better by offering food or wine or a hug instead of just allowing us to feel those negative emotions. And this is a little bit of a tangent here, but... A happy life really, in my opinion, means one that's full of all the emotions and feeling all of the emotions. Happiness wouldn't be happy and feel so good if you never knew what sadness was. So when I say that eliminating limiting beliefs will give you a happier life, I don't mean that you're never going to feel sad or mad or angry or frustrated. What it does mean is is that you will get rid of some of the suffering that you're causing yourself to do by believing those limiting beliefs. And eliminating that self-imposed suffering can make a dramatic change in your overall satisfaction with your life. So how to get rid of limiting beliefs? We've gone over similar topics in the past. The first thing and most important thing to do is is recognize what your specific limiting beliefs are. Many of us have similar limiting beliefs, like I can't do that, I'm not good enough for that, there's no way they're going to hire me, those kinds of thoughts. But many of us have recurring beliefs that come up time and time again. Most of the time, we don't even recognize that we're having them because they're kind of flying under the radar in our subconscious mind. So... Journaling, as I've said in the past, can be really powerful here because writing down your stream of consciousness on a regular basis, you know, on a daily basis or every other day, can bring these thoughts to the surface that you didn't even know you were having. Once you are able to recognize the limiting beliefs that you have on a regular basis, then you can do the own work of convincing yourself that they're not true. And then it will be easier for you to not believe them anymore. Finding evidence to prove the limiting belief wrong can be very powerful. Our brains have a tendency to want to confirm the thoughts that we think. Meaning that if we have a thought, our brain is going to be looking for evidence to prove that thought to be true all day. So if you have a limiting belief of I'm not smart enough, your brain's going to ignore all the things that disprove that thought. So you're not going to remember the little things that make you feel smart throughout the day. You're going to remember all those things that make you feel like an idiot throughout the day. And that's why it's so damaging. So if we can provide evidence to prove that lim- that the limiting beliefs are false, then that's the start of tearing down the power of the limiting beliefs. And finally... You'll use confirmation bias to insert a new thought into your brain whenever you have that limiting belief. And then provide evidence that that is true. So instead of thinking, I'm not smart enough, you can think, I work hard every day. And then provide your brain evidence and write it down so you can see it. It's tangible. That that is true. And then think it on purpose every single day. And what confirma- confirmation bias will do for you is find more and more evidence, collect all the evidence throughout the day to prove that new thought. And then it becomes automatic. And that limiting belief becomes less important because you know that it's not a thought that you have to believe. This is something that takes repetitive work every single day, but it gets easier over time. The biggest hurdle is the first, taking the first step. and and figuring out what your limiting beliefs are, and then finding a new thought that can help you and serve you in a better way. As always, reach out anytime with questions or if I can help you. Have a great week. One more thing before you go. I wanted to tell you about the amazing course I just put together and is available now and live at the lowest price I'll ever offer it. And it is all about how to coach yourself. So if you have been considering getting a coach, haven't been able to commit, worried about the financial investment, or just not quite sure if it's the right thing for you yet, then self-coaching is a really, really good place to start. It's exactly where I started my journey to becoming the confident and fulfilled physician that I am today and living with intention, and living with purpose. For the past two years, have been working on material that I could offer other women to help them to get to where I am, because there's nothing special about me. Anyone can feel this way with the proper tools, and that's what self-coaching provides. So it is an in-depth and complete look into self-coaching, including what it is, why it's so important, all the tools that you need to know about self-coaching and even a special module designed just to help you to solve your biggest everyday problems, including imposter syndrome, which so many of us struggle with. It also includes access to the private Facebook group where you can ask questions or seek support. And the part I'm most excited about is the opportunity to hop on group coaching calls every month, where we can talk about specific problems that you're having. It's a safe environment where I can give you some personalized help and support as you go along this course and well beyond. Check out the link in the show notes page for this one-of-a-kind self-coaching course. It's designed mostly geared towards physician women or professional women who are struggling in their day-to-day life with a feeling of lack of confidence, feeling like an imposter, feeling like you're going through life reacting to everybody else's problems and no real direction for where your own life is going. I can help you get there and self-coaching is the way to do it.